him by pie kai. <laughs> <laughs> talking by baby pie kai. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm Carter. That sounds like we got the guy who turned this song from the Lizzie McGuire movie into a wedding song on TikTok. <laughs> we got him to do our intro. <laughs> I'm Doge. Oh, I'm Jordan. Listen, you're going to, I think you're going to be really pleased. I, Chunkies, if you haven't heard before, I have to mute anytime we try and like intentionally try to harmonize because it, there's a little bit of a lag and it would be off. So uh, I think I think we nailed it, Jordan. Thank oh, you for good. that. Oh, good. Good. I'm excited. Thank you for that energy today. We've yeah, got a course. lot of uh, high energy today. We're talking mm-hmm. about episode two of Moon Knight. And then we're going into our round of 32 of Spring Delirium. Continuing to get, like, both of these topics are probably the top two topics on that top level of Patreon for us on Discord. A lot of people are talking about both. Let's go straight into Moon Knight first. And I want to make a claim. Which Ooh. I don't think I've overdone because I do think it's kind of dipped down. I don't ever remember saying, like, I think this episode of Hawkeye might be my favorite episode of the MCU so far. I might have had that uh, a Loki moment there, and then WandaVision is just the OG in that sense for for MCU doing television shows. But episode two of Moon Knight was pretty special. Like, it felt, I really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, and it feels yeah. like the crux of that is Oscar Isaac is just— Maybe oh, doing some yeah. of his best work, which is saying a lot for, honestly, kind of a young career for him. I know he's a little bit older, but I, I can't think. It, it doesn't feel like it was too long ago that he came onto the scene, right? Out of nowhere, right. Just kind of out of nowhere. But this scene, uh, this movie in general, I think a super pump. I know a super pump for this episode, and we don't do that, but I'm just trying to… You kind of have to put a pin in certain things because by the end of every series… We'll have an overall super pump and super dump for the series itself. But I think the relationship between Mark and Steven is fascinating to me. I think it's really yeah. layered, under understandably and also metatextually. Uh, like I, my heart was breaking for Steven when he was like, is this what it's like? You know, when he's on the other side yeah. of the mirror, when he just kind of actually lets Mark take over and we're seeing that. I just think direction, production narratively is doing a pretty brilliant job of giving us pieces of uh, some clarity for some of these dynamics. And it's just, it's a great show, guys. I'm really enjoying it. How'd y'all feel about episode two? Yeah, I thought it was um, even a step up from one, which I also really enjoyed. Um, The dual performance from Oscar Isaac is just really, really impressive. Yeah. That's what stands out most is that you can tell when you're looking at him whether he's Mark or Steven. Yeah. The the nonverbal. Isn't that great? Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, that's a role as old as time, right? I feel like as long as movies have been around from Beauty and the Beast. It's been fascinating. People have been fascinated by like the same person playing two different roles. And we've seen Parent it many trap. different ways, even down to Back to the Future. Like, <laughs> Back to the Future. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. There's only Sweet one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Tom Hardy had Full a movie. House. Right, where he plays these brothers, yeah. I think. I yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of brothers, Christian Bale has has played two different roles before. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert for Inception. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm it's kind of like Tom Hanks. Inception. <laughs> 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 I really try to throw him off my scent there. I was going to say really it's like Tom to Hanks in the Polar Express. He's doing the yes. same, did the same thing there. He plays the devil. He plays. He, oh, 
Every Isn't single it? iteration of the devil in the Polar Express, including <laughs> Santa Devil. Including Santa Devil. Uh, Santa I guess Hugh devil. Jackman played two different roles too. I forget that. Uh, in the same movie. but Polar Express. In Polar Express. So it, it hasn't been till Polar Express that we've been really blown away by these two. I love, I love how Moon Knight is really, really establishing and like further iterating on the techniques we learned in cinema with the Polar Express. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how do we feel about… So I, I did not know anything about Moon Knight really until, and there, I still there's still a lot I don't know about Moon Knight, but I think that's that's good. That's fun. Two eps in, um, there were posters that showed kind of two iterations of a costume. Yeah, and so now we've got some clarity on that here in episode two. In that this is like the armored uh, god surrogate version of what like Stephen. Through together, essentially, right? Am I understanding that right? It's like he I took they over and now we hear his voice. Even go by two different names in the comics. Yeah. Moon Knight I'm, and I'm, Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Mr. Knight and <laughs> Moon Knight. So yeah. Mr. Knight is not quite there. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's still figuring it out. Has but he's got some the, the super like daredevil, the daredevil bully sticks. Are they called um, bully sticks or am I just… I know my dog likes to chew bully sticks. Are those things called bully sticks too? Nightstick. Nightstick. Is different. No, nightstick is different because it's got it's a, a handle, handle down on another in, end. Yeah. Uh, in the Arkham games, it describes what Dick Grayson uses as escrimo sticks. Yeah. Escrimo sure. sticks? Escrima? Escrima? I don't know how to pronounce it. I've never escrimo heard sticks it. sounds like a little kid like wanting something from the ice cream man. <laughs> You have the Eskimo sticks. It could be Maybe that. that's a popsicle. You want a popsicle? Uh, um, Kanchu looks awesome. Kanchu looks so Kanchu cool. Kanchu is so… Just the glimpses of Kanchu early when mm-hmm. we were just catching him in light. I, I was mm-hmm. thinking of Morbius. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and I was that like, hallway. oh, this is yep. how… I think they spent way less money to do it in this in this one. <laughs> but yeah, Kanchu looks cool. Ethan Hawke is doing… I mean, phenomenal work. He's I'm had getting a sh- bit of a renaissance the last few years. Hasn't he? Yeah. He's absolutely. I'm getting shades of like a scary Kevin Bacon from him in this for some reason. Mm. He's always sort of been like an edgier Kevin Bacon, I think, in my Ooh, brain. I yeah. And I I, by the way, both underrated actors, in my opinion. Both Kevin Bacon and Andy. Ethan Hawk? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I think they have a lot more to them than people think they do. Mm-hmm. And they got a lot more range. I read that Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac are neighbors. And that's how Ethan Hawke got offered this role. Is that Oscar Isaac basically was like, Wow. Jog, 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 tap, tap, tap. Hey, man, do you want to be in Moon Knight? <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. You saw that Absolutely it took some phenomenal. convincing to get Oscar to take this. No, he's I didn't. Quoted as saying, he's quoted as saying, After Star Wars, I do not want to be a cog in that machine again. Because yeah. Poe got done so dirty in Star Wars. But mm-hmm. it was ultimately the the kind of detachment from the rest of the MCU that convinced him to take this project. Because so far, like, this could be its own standalone thing. Yeah, they, they so, seem to be talking pretty big game about how this is its own thing. But Marvel just doesn't do that. So I'm I'm interested if that's It wouldn't true. surprise me if, if this is its own thing, but Oscar's Moon Knight shows up somewhere else. But sure. I think for him, I don't want to be a cog in the machine means I don't want to get my whole deal hijacked by a different story halfway through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we always have to consider the timing, like the literal calendar timing of things. And, you know, I I think also in Multiverse of Madness, maybe I'm not surprised if we see Steven. You know, it's like Moon Knight happens to end around the time that Multiverse 
has a chance to have a couple weeks and everybody gets ready for that. Um, real quick note in Multiverse of Madness, Sam Raimi, did you see the article recently about re, uh, reuniting with Tobey Maguire? No. no. It, there's really no rumors around it. He just was like, I'm down. Like, Toby and I haven't talked about it, but I would totally consider bringing back that Spider-Man franchise with Toby. Cool. Fun. Said, especially after making this movie in, in context to Multiverse of Madness. Sure. He's like, are, anything, anything can happen. He's like, we can do, we can do it. Like, he's like, if they're down, I love, I love Kirsten. I love Toby. So there are super heavy rumors of Toby being in Multiverse of Madness. Really? Mm. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, I think, but mostly Toby. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else with Moon Knight right now? I'm just really still enjoying it. it. I think yeah. it's great. It's super, super I am too. great. Yeah, I think now that we are, what, what MCU, if we're not counting what if, is this the fifth? We had WandaVision, we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we had Loki, we had Hawkeye. Yeah, so this is the fifth one. It really so feels have, like it feels like after Loki, we learned to structure them like TV shows rather than a six-hour movie cut up into one-hour chunks. Yeah, I was going to talk the about the first one since Hawkeye. Yeah, has it been three was, months since a um, almost four yeah. months since a Marvel TV show? Yeah. yeah, right. There wasn't one in between. Yeah, no, there wasn't one in between because Book of Boba Fett was in between. Oh, yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I think with this going into our fifth one, and yes, of course, we're critiquing it maybe at a more detailed level because we're publishing it. You know, we're putting it on a podcast. But it even feels like the casual watcher that's watching all of these shows is starting to pick up on structure a little bit because I'm catching pings of, well, this show started hot and then something around the middle. So I'm, I'm interested to see what episodes three and four do. Um, Oscar Isaac has been, or the director, somebody's been saying stuff around episode four seems to be an inversion of, of sorts. They keep talking about like episode four will flip what you think you know or something like that. So, well, oh, fine. I'll say this. I know, I realized last night that, oops, I do actually know just enough about Moon Knight to know what I'm 90% certain, certain is going to be a major spoiler for this show. Same. Yeah, and uh, Callie doesn't know it, and it doesn't sound like you know it, Carter. And so uh, I could probably allow us to ruin it for you right now. Three, two, one. (laughs) I could probably take a a swing at what episode four is. So I have a hunch. Yeah, sure. I have a hunch, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share it on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Also, I will say the episode length feels more legitimate to what we see on our little scrub bar. Yeah, uh, that it has. It's not like twelve minutes of credits in five different yeah, languages. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, not at all. Um, any other highlights from Moon Knight? Oscar, I mean, Oscar, I mean, Oscar, yeah. yeah, Oscar. Speaking of Oscar, Oscar, do you love some ads. Oh, yeah. No. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones, who get it done. We're back and having trouble getting over how brilliant 
me am pretty with beautiful. my transition. Yeah, good job. Let's get into Spring Delirium. This Please. is going to be the final week. Now, we're, we're going to talk about it uh, in the weeks ahead as we reach uh, towards our champion. But after this week, Chunkies, I want to let you know right now that you are going to have the power. So once we make it to the Sweet 16, which will be done and set in stone after today, uh, be following us on Instagram if you're not already. Tell your friends, tell everybody to get over there and start voting on these matchups once we hit that Sweet 16. Now, here's what's interesting. Jordan has been consistently the first person to get back to me on these matchups, and he did, and we had a short conversation about how this one's going to be spicy. Jordan, oh, I think yeah. You, I do think so. You, you, you did... You did your votes here, and then I got mine from Doge last night, and I think you guys are going to be surprised. I think there's some spice regardless because this is a bit of a— it's kind of a fun poke-the-bear pot-stirring thing to go through here and us have the power because I think there's— I know there's chunkies out there that want the power for themselves. I get it. That's the narrative of a lot of movies that have any kind of power. <laughs> it's like, you want it to— we're just the Frodo's here and you're Boromiring your way in. It was like, well, what can you imagine? And then you're like, <laughs> what if I was the greatest, darkest wizard of all time? And she's yeah. like, no, hey, you can't I'll say this. imagine. I, I would we, kill we the world. Have, we did have a Chunky in Patreon say, I can't wait for the Chunkies to have the voting power as though he thinks the Chunkies are going to make the right decision. May I remind you, the Chunkies are the reason I had to watch Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. Dang. Chunkies, so, the Chunkies are the reason we didn't get to watch a Goofy movie. That's interesting. So, so we don't have to say Chunk. You can just say Dillman. Just say Dillman. Yeah, I'll just say Dillman. Dillman. I think, yeah. I think we're like, he's our man dark. I think we're kind of like getting a <laughs> podcast villain here. <laughs> Dillman! <laughs> yeah, it's my brother-in-law who's just, I, I don't know. He's changed. I, I can't. It feels very Mark to me. It doesn't feel very Dillman. Um <laughs> Something the, else is taking The real there. Dillman's inside like, no, I really like all the things they're doing <laughs> on the show. I really like all the yeah, choices well. they've made. I'd like to get back to my flat. That ended up, it was like it leaned into New Zealand and then gave up is what that was. Yeah, that, I'd, like, I'd like to get back to my flat, please. Take me back to my flat. Take me back to my flat. Um, we're going to go through these matchups. Um... How do I? Uh, I kind of want to change up the order here for the spice. Ooh, hmm. ooh! I really do think y'all are going to be surprised. Ultimately, let's just start with the matchups we've kind of always started with. That top seed Mario was against Samus, and this was unanimous. So, Good. if of you course. haven't listened to Spring Delirium yet, if you haven't listened to Spring Delirium, uh, these fellers each get to vote on who they think would win this matchup. Now, win is a bit subjective. Win doesn't necessarily mean like in a battle to the death. It can mean the influence they might have had on video game culture. Uh, it's it's a bunch of things. Whatever it is, I like the algorithm. I think y'all have been doing a great job. Personally, I do. As someone who made the bracket, uh, not necessarily someone who doesn't have anything to do with the podcast, Dillman. Um, <laughs> but uh, if it is a... Uh, if they have voted for different champions, then they each get to vouch for that champion, and I will choose uh, break that tie. So Mario beats Samus. I got only love uh, for Samus. I want to be very clear. It's just, it's Mario. Right, right. Well, that's kind of what all these matchups, a lot of these matchups are probably going to feel like. But Mario wins. Uh, any any big standouts as to why for y'all? Uh, out of just saying, like, it's Mario? Like, what do you say? Mario is a video game icon. Yeah, he might. I mean, he's got his own theme park. Yeah, so it feels like a big deal. I mean, that, that, like that won't deal. necessarily 
carry on with every matchup, but Mario versus Samus. Samus is also an icon in her own way for sure, but not not on a Mario level. It's tough. You go you go to show a picture yeah. of Mario to anyone. They know who he is. Mario moves on to the sweet 16. Our good. next matchup. I didn't, I didn't have anything to say about him. So that's yeah, good. I didn't, I didn't I'm glad so. we went ahead. <clears throat> Our next matchup is Sub-Zero, Sub-Zero, against Bowser. Yeah. I can think of a brother-in-law who's about to get mad. This was unanimous. Bowser moves of on. Of course. Oh. Wait, I think I think that it should have been Bowser. I don't know why. He's telling you it should have been Sub Zero. <laughs> you have to you have to know who's winning. Obviously. It's, it's Bowser. Bowser. Doge, look at me. Don't do this. They, don't do this. They named the app Doge, that you don't. use to navigate the internet. Everybody has an internet Bowser on their phone. They <laughs> named it after him. <laughs> What's your favorite Ooh. web Bowser? <laughs> Mario and Bowser move on. That means Mario v. Bowser in the Sweet 16. A tale's yeah. Mario against Bowser. We've seen that one before. Our next matchup is Zelda against Toad. Mm. This was once again unanimous. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Zelda moves on. That's one that's... F. Scott Fitzgerald didn't name his wife Toad. Yeah. He so named his wife? He did not. <laughs> Back in the olden days, you got to name your wife... That's crazy. <laughs> this one was a went to Zelda on all fronts, whether it's uh, popularity or fight to the death or just general merit. <laughs> Zelda, yeah, or, Zelda makes up. Or Zelda's just making not wearing shiitake mushrooms for yeah. dinner. That night. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, Toad was kind of the spring delirium darling, but I yeah. think everybody knew once we got here, Zelda had it in the bag. Our next matchup is very round: Kirby <laughs> against Pac-Man. This was interesting. This was not, I did not think this to be unanimous, but again, we were unanimous. Pac-Man moves on past I prefer Kirby. everything about Kirby. I prefer everything about Kirby to Pac-Man. I have no little to no interest in Pac-Man games or any of that. But mm-hmm. Pac-Man, there's something like, Pac-Man has this special place in video game history that I feel like deserves to be honored with a win this week before he gets curb stomped, I assume. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, the popularity of Pac-Man in, you know, arcades and at the Sodi Fountain and like all that kind of stuff, I feel like deserves yeah, a smooth sail for at least a minute here. So with Pac-Man moving on, it will be Zelda against Pac-Man. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Tales old as time. You know? Battle of the namesakes. Battle of the game names. Our next matchup is Sonic against Cloud. And while I know that many do love Cloud and that that franchise, Sonic made it on here. He made it on to the next round. Yeah. Then we then we get into our first in which you two were not unanimous. Wait, really? There's only two times this entire time that y'all had differing opinions. What? And here is one of them. GLaDOS against Kratos. Doge chose GLaDOS of the Portal franchise. Jordan chose Kratos, (laughs) this is so hard, (laughs) of God of War. Doge, I'm going to let you go first. Why GLaDOS? I think the lasting impact of Portal is greater than that of God of War. I think that that Portal is perhaps more innovative 
which is tricky to say, uh, than God of War has been. God of War is sort of playing in a playground, in a sandbox. Particularly, I'll speak to the most recent one, which is what I'm most familiar with. It's a bit The Last of Us, a bit The Road, in terms of sad dad, sad boy, must journey. Um, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like the the both the mechanical innovation of Portal with the Portal gun mechanic, uh, and then just the overall vibe of it deserves a win in this round. Jordan, how do you feel? I have never played a game that feels like it is in, um, to borrow a phrase I've heard about it from elsewhere, in conversation with its own history more than the newest God of War. It feels like a send-up and um, almost like it, it's a video game that says we're moving on from what we used to be in a very interesting way. The God of War series, one through three, and some of the mobile, like in between, or not mobile, but like PSP in between entries into the series were very um, over the top, um, gratuitous, um, just kind of like lewd and sloppy was sort of the God of War style irreverent that whole thing and then all of a sudden this new god of war comes out where they have entered into this conversation about what it means to leave a legacy what it means to be a good father i don't know i just have such a soft spot for the the new iteration of god of war and the fact that it takes its own history and doesn't erase it kratos in the game has still done all of those things he has just changed and they managed to call back to those things and show a Kratos that has evolved. I was just so impressed from a storytelling perspective. Um, it, it really blew me away. Yeah, I think bringing up new iteration, I think that is a pretty fascinating thing, that it had a bit of a rebrand. Mm -hmm. uh, and that ended up being, from what I understand, the most, uh, the highest rated oh, it's not, of it's the not franchise. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just so hack and slash. I remember playing God of War and having a ton of fun in one of the early iterations because it's kind of just telling me which button. And I'm just climbing up this, you know, I, don't, I can't remember what it was, Colossus or something, mm -hmm. and just destroying it through its eyeball. I can't remember exactly what happened, but it kind of stood out to me. So I'm going to have Kratos move on here, but I love the argument for GLaDOS. But we have Sonic against Kratos in the next round of the Sweet 16. <laughs> I'm going to skip this part of the bracket because I think that'll be interesting. <laughs> and then we'll move on down. We had Big Daddy and Little Sis against Link. It's kind of like when you come up against Mario. Ooh. I imagine those rooting for Big Daddy and Little Sis when you look ahead and see the Link matchup. Maybe you're not too excited. Link was unanimously voted into the next round. I think consistently, you talk about iterations, it feels like Zelda games have seen everything. <laughs> have been everything and have had success in so many different forms. And so... I love it. Link moves on. The next matchup, we had Tom Nook against Geralt. And even with our pandemic energy of the season that Tom got us through, there was another unanimous decision here in that Geralt of Rivia moves on to the next round into what I think is perhaps the most hyped matchup for the Sweet 16, Link against Geralt. <laughs> that's, pretty, that's pretty righteous. That's very fun. That's very I think fun. that'll be interesting too. Geralt might have some possible recency bias. I think sure. 
I think we're thinking Henry Cavill in that situation, which you, you're absolutely welcome to. I mean, it's it's just the video game character as a whole. So we'll see. I have a hunch as to what I think will happen with that matchup, but it's out of our hands. Yeah. The next matchup was Master Chief against Ash Ketchum. Was this one even close in your no. minds? No. Master Chief moves on to the next round of the Sweet Sex 16. Well, what? <laughs> Explicit rating. Um, <laughs> John Marston against Yoshi. Here's where some spice might come in. This was unanimous in that you both picked John. <laughs> so tell me this. How, how does Yoshi lose there? Yoshi, Yoshi, we talk about darlings of this uh, bracket. Yoshi kind of feels like the darling of one of the most, maybe the most popular video game franchise of all time. Big Yoshi fans out there. So why John Marston? So for me, you start to move just outside of the inner circle enough with Yoshi to where now he's out of icon territory, less so at least than a Mario is. Um, so you have to start talking about merits. And the thing with John Marston is, once again, I'm just a sucker for story, um, especially with video games as a medium for storytelling more recently than, um, than they have been in the past. The story of John Marston told through two Red Dead Redemption games is, I mean, it really is. I'm not a big rock star fan. I don't really, I mean, GTA is kind of whatever to me, but whatever team they have working on the Red Dead series can really write a compelling character with a lot of gray area and a lot of yeah. emotion. And I, I'm, I've just been so impressed. Absolutely agree. I think it it gets to the point where it's, Yoshi is sort of like, I keep thinking of comparing like the Mario gang, the Mario pals to Mickey Mouse and his friends. And mm. Yoshi is sort Pluto. of the Pluto. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Pluto's That's great. Good, yeah. I do love Pluto. I'm not going to really pick Pluto as like, he's my favorite. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's cute. Yep. Right. Like that's he's, the thing. Cute. Like, he's cute to look at. Plenty of people are going to have their Yoshi merch on at Super Mario World. You know, at the, sure. at the, at the theme park, You know what but, I'm going to do? I'm going to go there and I'm going to wear a John Marston hat. I'm going to scratch out my face. John Marston is going to just wear a hat. Yeah. And they're just going to have so many assumptions about Texans. They're like, yep, just like <laughs> I yep, thought. Yep, that tracks. <laughs> that Sweet 16 matchup is another great one. It's going to be Master Chief against John Marston. Ooh. It was really That's fun. To, real it was fun. really fun to push you through real a couple fun. times, John. <laughs> uh, this next section of the bracket, these next two matchups are the ones that I think I would rather, I would like to see in person the most, <laughs> like actually see them happen. That first matchup was Donkey Kong against Agent 47. <laughs> and y'all both said DK. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about the crew that is kind of with Mario. I guess DK had his own like iteration. Well, on he's his the own leader first, of he, his bunch. He is the leader of yeah, his the, bunch. It's I your do turn imagine this week to reference the Donkey Kong. <laughs> I would imagine Agent Forty Seven has had several attempts to come up behind with the wire and choke someone to death, but then now he's got the you big paws I mean, of yeah, DK. His, his, his neck too big. Around those his fingers. neck too thick. Neck too big. Neck too big. Neck is you just, tried to. Neck is just way too big. You tried to garate him. Neck too big. Neck DK neck moves big. on. Our next matchup, and you might have to explain yourselves. You might not. This is probably the most hyped on Discord character that we have in this bracket. Tony Hawk against Fox McCloud. The Hawk wins in this scenario yeah. for y'all. It was unanimous. Tony Good. Hawk Good. <laughs> moves on to beat Fox. Now, Star Fox is a big deal. How does Tony Hawk win this one to you? Here's the thing. Fox 
flies around a spaceship. He shoots things. Tony Hawk, he, he comes, he lays himself bare, board in hand. He says, he says, so here I am doing everything I can, you know, holding on and to what I say, am, pretending I'm a Superman. Um, sure. And then we say, you look kind of like that guy, okay. Tony Hawk, okay. right? And that's just, that's just a different level. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Hawk will go on into the next round to go against Donkey Kong. Tony Hawk. Did I say Tony Kong? Tony Kong. Tony Kong. Tony Hawk against Donkey Kong. Our next matchup. Solid Snake against Pikachu. <laughs> Pikachu <laughs> moves on past yeah. Solid Snake yep. of Metal Gear into the next round. Then we had, here is, here is the last that y'all had that was not the same, which out of these 16 matchups, you only disagreed twice. This is not, I don't think anything like this in any iteration has happened on two chunks in a hunt. But we had Joel against Desmond Miles. Joel of The Last of Us, Desmond Miles of the Assassin's Creed franchise. Jordan, you get to go first this time. Why Joel? I guess you're saying that my friend Doge chose Desmond Miles. I am. I, I chose the Assassin's Creed franchise. That's not what we're talking about, though. I'd love for you to go first. Sure. I prefer my first talking. Yeah, I chose Desmond as a surrogate for the Assassin's Creed franchise uh, because Carter did say that's why he put Desmond himself in the bracket was to represent Assassin's Creed. And if we remember the first round- At least the I, first five. The first round I voted against Desmond because I said Desmond is the wrong character. I'd vote for him if he was Ezio or if he was Altair. And Carter said, well, he represents the Assassin's Creed franchise. And I will say that that has the Assassin's Creed franchise has been pretty instrumental in the way that open world games are created. I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West right now, and it's very much the like climb a tower to reveal the map and that whole thing that was kind of innovated upon with the Assassin's Creed franchise. Not to mention the first few Assassin's Creeds are pretty good and fun. I mean, I do. I think The Last of Us is my favorite video game of all time, and it is very important and a very compelling story and uh, the latest in a long line of our video games capital a art dialogues but i think i mean the other matchup that we disagreed on is the one we haven't talked about yet uh and so i think we're gonna be having this exact conversation but flipped on the next one so i don't know uh, maybe that's no we've already talked about the other one y'all disagreed on that was kratos and kratos Everything oh really else is agreed on oh good mm -hmm. yeah so the other the other one uh, that we haven't talked about yet is is my Last of Us push into the next round. Jordan, yeah, I um, I hear what you're saying about the Assassin's Creed franchise. I would say that they have had far less to do with open world games than even Skyrim did. Um, I think that Ubisoft knows what they're doing with open world. My thing is Joel, I. Joel wouldn't win this entire bracket even if I got to vote on all of them. I love The Last of Us. I love these characters. Um, but I'm, I'm not saying they're the best characters on this bracket. But Joel versus Desmond, I mean, isn't even close to me. Desmond is a story picked up and forgotten for a series that had, I'm going to say, three truly, like, stand out entries. Yeah. 
um, with a lot of swings and misses for my taste personally, a ton of swings and misses um, that has, by the way, this is separate from the discussion become far too obsessed with being an open world game. Yeah. And has forgotten its roots. Every game doesn't have to be open world, by the way, let's go ahead and just hit <laughs> that in the bud. You don't have to do that. Um, Joel, on the other hand is, uh, like, pinnacle video game storytelling. Is that what we're judging on? I mean, what is what Jordan are we judging? It's what Jordan's judging on right now. Okay. Carter, um, what are you judging on? It's tough. I think I feel like I, I'm not saying I've made a mistake here, but I am wondering if it gets to the Instagram poll and someone says Desmond Miles, I don't want to have to put in the italics. By the way, this represents the first five because it was so tough. Because we know that Mario doesn't just remember, just, just just doesn't represent Mario sixty four. It's Mario Kart, Doctor Mario. Like it's all of these things that he's done. Sure. And so I knew I, I was trying to pick the Assassin's Creed franchise. I thought there would be more hullabaloo if I just chose Altair over Ezio, or if I chose like something else completely different. So it was kind of like, you know, it's like picking Neo before he's Neo. Before he gets into the Matrix, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I if I did that right. And so I'm torn. Um, this one's especially tough. Adam, have you been listening? Would y'all be okay if I left this up to sure. Adam? I left it up to Adam. We took it to Adam, punted over there. And based on the characters presented here, which I think was when I got into the weeds a little bit with Desmond Miles, if you've got any uh, feedback you want to give us and you're not in the Discord chat yet, why don't you pay that $5 to let us really hear your opinion. You can jump in for a month, get out, and, and have dropped your uh, hashashin bomb in there. So, um, Joel, Joel moves on to the next round to play Pikachu. So, just like you said, Jordan. Yeah. You don't think he would have made it through everything? He's definitely not going to beat Pikachu. We, well, yeah. He shouldn't I mean, beat Pikachu. He shouldn't beat Pikachu, <clears throat> but we'll see. We're, it's out of our hands. So, here's our last two matchups. We had Lara Croft against Peach. Lara Croft wins this yep. one. Is it just because she's actually moving the narrative? Yeah. She's <laughs> like, why, why did we pick? Yeah. And, and once again, we have, we kind of have a character who has recently begun to be in conversation with older games, not quite as blatantly as the God of War games, yeah. but I, I love the evolution. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this last matchup I had to say for last, it was already written that way in the bracket. It, it feels like there's a storm coming. <laughs> I am... Yeah. I'm looking down at my glass, my, my cup of coffee, and I'm seeing ripples of yeah. the anger of the feedback that we'll get here. I myself was both simultaneously shocked and not because I do understand the significance of the video game Last of Us uh, to video game culture and then also specifically to these boys, and it was their job to choose. We had Ellie against Luigi. Luigi. Uh, uh, Luigi. This is Luigi Mario of the Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah. And Johnny Legs. Johnny Legs. He's been, he's been sitting on his butt playing video games all day. Playing video as games we get close to wrapping up this, as, as we get close to wrapping up this episode, it feels like an important nugget of time for you, your minute or two each, to tell me why unanimously Ellie beat Luigi. I don't have to explain like, myself. Like, here's the, we're going to, we're going to, the cameraman, camera two is going to zoom in on Mario's eyes. And just kind of, we're just, he's just kind of like, look, if, oh, no. if Mario is that's, used that's to so anything, sad. he's used to Luigi getting his butt kicked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I want to start with Doge. Yeah. Well, Do no, Doge did Desmond Miles first. Let's go back to Jordan. Jordan, I want to start with you. Give me 30 seconds. Why 
Ellie beats Luigi in this bracket? And since we're going to understand it, why, the feedback that's why coming. Why Ellie specifically, not why The Last of Us? That's what I always do, so. Well, I mean, he's, I think he's, he's just trying to help. Why Ellie? I don't feel like I appreciate that tone. Mr. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed as a whole. I'm saying if that doesn't, if that didn't work for me. If We're almost through this. It's just one more match. I'm saying if that's not something I can use, that's not something we can use here. Let's be consistent. We can't talk about the game. We must talk about the character. I am nothing if not consistent, Mr. Dozier. Ellie, I think, has had one of the greatest journeys of a video game character. I understand that there are some differing opinions on the uh, the most recent iteration of her arc, but it, for whatever reason, absolutely works for me. Um, I think it's a combination of um, Ashley Johnson's voice acting and just the things that we have seen this character go through. This is one of the few characters on this list that feels like I have watched her in some long form TV show rather than played her in a video game. Like there is that much depth and conflict and emotion tied up in her character and in her character arc. And I just think she's one of the best written video game characters of all time. Um, it, th this was shockingly easy for me to decide. Sorry, love you, Luigi. It, it, them's the breaks, though. If you had been up against somebody else, you'd be here. But the card, Doge, the card got no breaks. <laughs> Doge, why Ellie? I picked Ellie because I wanted there to be some Last of Us representation in the next round, and I did not pick Joel <laughs> for the last time I got to choose. Uh, from the characters from this game. Okay. So our matchups as we go into the Sweet 16. Mario against Bowser. Zelda against Pac-Man. Sonic against Kratos. Joel against Pikachu. Link against Geralt. Master Chief against John Marsden. Donkey Kong against Tony Hawk. And Lara Croft against Ellie. You got to ask yourself if you really wanted this to be five Mario characters versus other people too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here apparently you know, we want it to be two Last of Us characters versus other people, like the two characters from The Last of Us. Let's have the extended cast of yeah. The Last of Us versus a couple other video game boys and gals. Well, I'll tell you what. It sounds like if you had argued better for Desmond, maybe he'd be here. Sounds like maybe if it was Ezio, he would be here. Yeah, I probably Dang. would have voted Ezio over Joel. Just by the way. See, that's crazy. I I just did it wrong. This is my fault, Desmond. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Desmond. There is a scenario, uh, if, if if it were to happen, there is a scenario where Ellie could be against Joel. Um, <laughs> that would be fun. To, to end today's episode, uh, I would like to hear, if you are the Steven, what is your name for Mark? What is, what, is the, what is the Mark name for you? What is the person that's like, just let me take over, I'll take control? I'm Carter, and... It's my literal first name. A lot of people don't know Carter is my middle name. My first name is John. And I think John is the one who's like, hey, this is a legal document. You can't do this. You can't do this. You have to let me take over. Legal document. They're going to look at your driver's license. Let me do this. I'm like, no, John, I don't know if I want this word. I want to do it. John's such a common name. I don't want to be known as a John. I'm Doge. 
And I think the person inside me, it's my literal say it's my literal first name. It's Justin. A lot of people don't know that Doge is my last name. Shut my literal up. first name is Justin. And so the guy living inside me is like, this is a bank document. You can't do it. You have to write Justin. You can't write Doge. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I want to be known as a Justin. I don't think I like very many Justins. I would rather be a Doge. We could have been a triple J here. John, Justin, and Jordan. Know, what are we doing? We could have been the three cool J's, the podcast. The three J's. The three cool J's. Wow. And Jesus. I <laughs> three J three J's with Jesus. I'm Jordan. Uh you know when you remember when you would go over to like a friend's house that had like a mysterious older brother who was like kind of mean <laughs> and would just like hang out in his no. room. Did you guys yes. ever have this? You go over to a friend's house Absolutely. and you're like, Yeah, for sure, for sure, and for sure. You're like, what room is that? And all you can hear is like <laughs> behind the closed door, and you're like, What's in there? <laughs> and your friend's like, Oh, look up. Yeah. Yep. friend's like, oh, you can't go in there. That's Dirk's room. Yeah. Dirk. It's yeah. my brother Dirk's room. And it's like Dirk has like Metallica posters on the wall and plays uh, rated M video games and like yep. goes to hang out with his friends at the arcade. Yep. There's like a Dirk somewhere in me that like all anytime I'm doing something lame. My my second guessing myself voice is some Dirk leaning up against the wall drinking an orange Fanta, but like out of a glass with ice, like a he's drinking an or, orange Fanta out of his dad's whiskey tumbler with ice, so that yep. he feels cool. Come on. He's leaning up against Listen, the wall. Listen, like we're this is uh, we don't pitch ourselves as a Dallas like podcast, but we're in Dallas. I can't help but think of a seven foot German. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when you say Maybe Dirk. it's just a mean, a mean. Why don't we? Perhaps we should. A mean German. Um, but yeah, like there's, just, there's just this, this random sort of epitome of older brother in my brain named Dirk leaning up that's against so the wall, fun. drinking orange Fanta and being like, dude, honestly, you think that's a good idea? You think anybody's going to like that, dude? Honestly, dude, what, you think this is hard now? Wait till you have Mrs. Anderson for Kim next year. That'll really, <laughs> that'll really get you guys. You can keep using that same move. Don't you know the... Really? Okay. <laughs> you don't know the secret moves? Okay, that's fine. Oh, okay. No, it's fine. cool. Okay. Keep playing, dude. You're winning, so just keep playing. The ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.